Evening prayer starts on page 22. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises, declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Father, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 133 is on page 509, and we will be reciting Psalm 133, 134, and then verses 1 through 6 of 137. Behold how good and joyful a thing it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like a precious oil poured upon the head that ran down into the beard, even unto Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his clothing. Like as the dew of Hermon, which fell upon the hill of Zion. For there the Lord promised his blessing and his and life forevermore. Behold now, praise the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord. Ye that by night stand in the house of the Lord, even in the courts of the house of our God. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. The Lord that made heaven and earth give the blessing out of Zion. Psalm 137 is on page 513. By the waters of Babylon we sat down and wept when we remembered thee, O Zion. As for our harps, we hang them up upon the tree that are therein. For they that led us away captive required of us then a song and melody, melody in our heaviness. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? For I forget thee, O Jerusalem. Let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Yea, if I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy.
Here begins, here begins the 12th verse of the 30th chapter of the book of Jeremiah. For thus says the Lord, your affliction is incurable, your wound is severe. There is no one to plead your cause, that you may be bound up. You have no healing medicines. All your lovers have forgotten you, they do not seek you. For I have wounded you with the wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one, for the multitude of your iniquities, because your sins have increased. Why do you cry about your affliction? Your sorrow is incurable. Because of the multitude of your iniquities, because your sins have increased, I have done these things to you. Therefore, all those who devour you shall be devoured, and all your adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. Those who plunder you shall become plunder, and all who prey upon you I will make a prey. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. Because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion, no one seeks her. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring back the captivity of Jacob's tents and have mercy on his dwelling places. The city shall be built upon its own mound, and the palace shall remain according to its own plan. Then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of those who make merry. I will multiply them, and they shall not diminish. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. Their children also shall be as before, and their congregation shall be established before me, and I will punish all who oppress them. Their nobles shall be from among them, and their governor shall come from their midst. Then I will cause him to draw near, and he will he shall approach me. For who is this who pledged his heart to approach me, says the Lord? You shall be my people, and I will be your God. Behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goes forth with fury, a continuing whirlwind. It will fall violently on the head of the wicked. The fierce of the anger of the Lord will not return until he has done it, and until he has performed the intents of his heart. In the latter days, you will consider it. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the loveliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Here begins the 34th verse of the 12th chapter of the Gospel of St. John. The people answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say, The Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him, that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke. Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, 
lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is Thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech Thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon Thy people, that by Thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that Thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and that also by thee, by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time and rest in quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, excellent passages we read tonight were so well read to us by Aaliyah. They're so full of um, just, they're full, but don't worry, we'll get through them fairly quickly here today. So we see in Jeremiah, when you look at it, uh, the people were complaining about their treatment, about being captives in Babylon. And God told them through the prophet, you don't really have a right to complain as if this was like a bad thing I did, but you brought it on yourselves. You were told, be faithful and it will be well with you. Be unfaithful and, well, there they are, weeping by the river, as the psalm said. 
Then God promises a restoration. It's a fabulous, it's a fabulous promise. God will free them from their captors who will suffer the same humiliation they suffered. He said, therefore, all those who devour you shall be devoured, and all your adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. Those who plunder you shall become plunder, and all who prey upon you I will make a prey. So we find as we study history that that happened to all of those, to the Bab Babylonians, um, yeah, suffered all of that. And so um, God was right again. So we, we see that it was a great promise. But even the greater promise that he made to them at that time is that Zion will be rebuilt. And so they'll go back to, to their country, back to Zion, and it would be rebuilt on their mounds, which means right on our old ruins. And there will be a governor from among them who will be able to approach God. That was kind of an interesting verse because we're, when you try to put together uh, the prophecy and then what happens, it um, sometimes gets a little confusing and, and it makes you wonder. But Bishop, I think, has cleared it up for me. He has spoken about some prophecies that have meaning for the time and the time that they're talking about and then a time to come. So the people would go back to Zion. Zion was rebuilt. God is still their God. Um, the governor came and they rejected him. But he brought with him the new Zion, the kingdom of God that is at hand. And a prophecy continues to be fulfilled until it com the kingdom comes in its fullness. So when we look at it in that respect that this has been done and is being done and it will be done, it makes a little more sense as, as opposed to maybe looking for just a spot in history, a, a speck in time when it happens. So it's a great promise and it's great to be living in the promise. So we look at John and um, Jesus is giving the people a chance to... Um, to uh, respond one more time. He's starting to move into seclusion and he's starting to find, you know, do his final ministry to his own disciples and all those who loved him as he prepared to face death. So Israel's had her day of opportunity. The sun was setting and the night was coming. So these two chapters that we, they're reading and from um, I mean, John 12 is a, a prelude to the um, chapters in 13 through 21 where we start working into the Passion Week and the Passion of Jesus and all the events surrounding the cross. So in verses 35 to 36, there's a final invitation to the people from Jesus. Um, John recorded it to focus on his theme of believing. As he said, this was written so you will believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of God. And what he said, Jesus said, walk while you have light. While you have light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. So in Sunday's gospel last week, this last Sunday, the people wanted to stone Jesus because he had the temerity to say that uh, before Abraham was, I am, and used the same name that God used to Moses. But he hid himself. And so we read that he hid himself from the people. He was hidden. And we see in our services starting this last Sunday, Passion, Passion Week started, and the cross is veiled. And so it is hidden from us uh, until he rises again. And it gives us a sense uh, of, first off, of loss, that there was, there was Jesus and now he's not. And it also gives us a sense of expectation. And I've, in, my, in my experience, it helps me really uh, maybe re-experience Easter and experience it in a maybe more meaningful way as we come in and, and the cross is unveiled. The last section of the pa passage is titled, Who? It, some of the Bibles, as you know, like in the one we're reading, 
Uh, if you're going online, it doesn't do this, but the Bibles will have like little like uh, subtitles or something before the passage. And this one in mind says, who has believed our report? And we see a fatal mistake that is, has occurred throughout history. We saw it with the blind man's parents, the man who was born blind and healed. Yeah, they were afraid of, of what the Pharisees and the church or the Jewish people would do to them. And we see it here at the end of our passage. So uh, it says, Never, nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. That was the same uh, fear that the blind man's parents has. And then verse 43 says, For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. So I think that's our warning. And um, I was reading C.S. Lewis this morning, and it was a screw tape letter. And uh, the, he, the uncle demon was writing the nephew demon on how to get this Christian back into the fold of evil. And he said he has humility. Have you taught him to have pride in his humility? And so uh, loving the praise of men is something that's very subtle and something we can fall into. So we're blessed with the rest of this week and all of next week to prepare for the um, uh, resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and to celebrate the great gift that he had given to us. And it's a chance for us to prepare ourselves and change the things that need to change in our life, to find the things where we might like uh, might value the praise of men more than the praise of God and not to make that mistake that has occurred throughout history. Because our hope is the res resurrection. Our ticket is our faith in Jesus that chooses God and his kingdom over the praise of men. And that's our job is to do that. So um, let's continue with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you tonight. Have a great Thursday evening. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank so you. Thank you very much. Thank good you. Night, good night. Good evening. Good night. Good night.